Hey, welcome to the Nathan's Freedom Zone. Today we're doing something a little different. Uh, usually it's just me talking to, to the camera. But today I've got uh, my friend Micah Malkizadek and my partner Zoe. Power to the people. Power to the people, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, make yeah. Sit, sit by me because you need to use the mic. Okay. We talk. So anyway... Um, Me and Micah Malkizadek go back probably about a year, and we both have uh, something in common in that we both are medicine workers, you know, with plant medicines, and uh, we have sort of a shamanic kind of background as far as different spiritual um, techniques, and also create yoga too, I would say. So go ahead and introduce Hello. yourself if you want. Hello, everyone. My name is Micah Malkizadek. Um, I guess a little bit about me. Um, before I went down the shamanic path, I was a Kriya Yoga practitioner for five years. Um, uh, before then, I was kind of dealing in the underworld of things, playing in a progressive metal band in and out of Hollywood and L.A. Um, I, d I dealt with MK Ultra programming as a child um yeah i'm just uh here to get the truth out here to help others with their trauma and here to facilitate uh congruence of community and building a society and world that many of us want to see manifest so thanks <laughs> introduce yourself zoe Hey guys, um, my name is Zoe. Um, I also go by Divine Immortal, and um, I'm Nathan's girlfriend. Um, I actually just made my first podcast today too, so yeah. Um, my interests involve um, a lot of psychedelics. Um, I'm kind of a psychonaut, so... Um, I think the first thing that I tried was mushrooms, and from then on, it was just kind of a journey into the into the unknown from there. And um, I really enjoy just talking to like-minded people who who like freedom and anarchy and um, like sovereignty. Like I think a lot of people right now are really stepping into um, their sovereignty and realizing that um, it's all crumbling. Um, the illusion of authority is crumbling, and it's just, it's really powerful. Um, a lot of powerful stuff going on right now in the world. Um, so I'm happy to be here with you guys, Micah and Nathan. Thanks, Zoe. Well, uh, I turned Micah's mic up here a little bit because his voice is a, a little quieter than mine, but you'll be fine. And so right now we're kind of blowing on some ca cannabis sativa and uh, really great uh, healing medicine. Starseed. It's called Starseed. Starseed <laughs> is the name of it. Um, but it's actually uh, 
the first plant medicine that I really got into, except for maybe Salvia Divinorum, I probably tried out some Salvia before that, but... It's a beautiful plant medicine. Yeah, good stuff. Especially grown in living soils like this, you know. You really get the full entourage of the terpenes. Maybe grown outdoors, or... No, it was grown inside, I'm pretty sure. Cool. Yeah, I, I... would prefer soil grow over hydroponic myself too, but Absolutely. I, they'll, bo- they'll both get you high. That's for sure. So. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> they both facilitate the plant to do its thing. Yeah. Well, um, so what would you say is your biggest motivation, um, or maybe intention in life, your overall life goal or, you know, what do you want to do with, your life at least for now Micah hmm well I've been working on some uh, formulations that have plant medicine uh, constituents Um, I see myself as integrating my like knowledge and expertise in plant medicine and shamanism with what I've studied in pharmaceutical technologies Um, I would like to see an integration of that within the church. I believe that, um, especially with Native American church rites, um, religion or spirituality is constantly evolving and um, taking educative guesses or and putting them in trials um, is something humans have always done. Pharmaceutical companies do that. Um, churches can have rites too, you know, like with the NAC we have sacraments you know we choose that not only for our physical health emotional health and spiritual experiences and to grow and transform ourselves tearing down programs you know self-limiting beliefs i believe that um with ayurvedic knowledge shamanism and modern technology like we can merge all those and create uh, new compounds that can really affect people's lives using them specifically in adaptogenic ways so not necessarily like getting people adopted in a church and giving giving them something that's going to blow them off and get ungrounded per se but something that's really synergistic and going to bring wholeness and balance into their lives cool yeah be sure to keep that mic right up on your mouth um so (coughs) I'm good for now yeah uh I, I was trained to be a bio bioinformaticist, and so I, I have uh, some basic kind of pharmacology and toxicology training as well, and so I can kind of speak that language uh, a bit because a lot of it um, will definitely go over people's heads who are not who don't have that kind of study or training. But as f- as far as uh, you know, I kind of have already talked a little bit with um, Micah about this and. His formulations or his plans for formulations for uh, like the pharmaceutical style kind of healing compounds are going to be a lot different than traditional pharmaceutical um, pharmaceutical you know toxic substances that these uh, companies mass produce and then trick people into taking you know a lot of the time. So what would you say is the products that you want to uh, create? How would they be different than you know, other pharmaceutical, you could say, com- competing, 
products? I'd say number one, they're non-addictive. Um, number two, uh, they're designed to function holistically and not designed to attack target-specific um, dysfunction in the body. So I think the number one problem with pharmaceuticals is it's very um, reductionist in the way that they view how they're going to fix a problem, and they don't look at the whole system. And usually when one thing goes out of balance, it causes um, a multi effect yeah absolutely so the function or the characteristics of the medicine the intention that's being put in it is to allow the body to create a homo homeostasis and to sustain it in a way to where you don't have to constantly be taking the medication that is just a, a key that opens the door for you well, that's inter very interesting yeah it's and that's kind of how a lot of plant medicines are they can they're kind of like keys to other types of uh, conscious you know experience um, as far as like the cannabinoid receptor system uh, you know cannabis being the perfect key to fit fit into that lock and just unlock new ways of thinking and uh, bodily healing and stuff definitely you said cannabis was one of the first medicines you really connected with yeah one of the I mean, probably the first one I especially got heavily into. Yeah. So. How did it affect your journey? Well, before that, uh, the reason why cannabis, spiritually, why cannabis was so helpful for me at the time, even though later on, I mean, I got a lot out of it, but it has a potential for addiction and imbalance, um, especially psychological addiction. But at first, the part of why it was helping me so much is because I didn't really have any feminine energies in my life at the time and um i was always kind of upset about uh not having girls you know and not being invited to cool parties and you know i grew up in uh, the midwest uh, there's a lot of ugly people in the midwest so there's there wasn't <laughs> exactly especially i went to like a christian private high school and uh, private Christian college too, but it was bigger. Fun. Baylor University is a little bit bigger than I was used to, with like twenty people in my graduating class. So, wow. And eventually, you know, about a decade later, um, I finally figured out how to just give myself feminine energy by real recognizing that I, I'm being a macrocosm, microcosm of the divine um, intelligence. There was a there was a certain side of me that was. Uh, unexplored prior to a year and a half ago and that would that's what you could call the feminine or girly side um before that i was pretty much only viewing f feminine energy as external to myself so i was always upset for a long long time you know probably 20 years uh about there not being enough feminine energy in my life um you know, but all not at simultaneously not knowing how to uh, give myself what I was uh, desiring, but um, the the cannabis was kind of a natural fit in that regard because it's so high in a feminine type of energy, and it's really good at getting you in touch with your emotions. One of the things that it really helped me with was to avoid 
going off into like an alcoholic type of self-destructive behavioral pattern because as Americans we're kind of programmed to think that drinking alcohol is like uh, good for you and it can help you even though it's not really ever helped anybody as far as I'm concerned as a general trend it's not really helpful for people no um, but we're told that uh, if you want to be social and have a lot of friends then you know you need to drink alcohol so there was a lot of that going on in the college environment even at a private Christian college still unsurprisingly going on so you know, I fell for that for a couple of years, but once I started smoking cannabis, um, it was pretty much the end of me drinking alcohol. I mean, not not overnight, but that that without the cannabis, you know, there wouldn't have been much else to just relieve pain or to have, you know, a good time or to feel, you know, some sort of head change because that was another thing that alcohol had the ability to do is give you a head change and get you into a different type of consciousness and other than alcohol you know there's not a lot of legal ways to do that i guess you could smoke cigarettes but that's not not as much heady as it is just toxic you still recording or yeah i mean alcohol is a pretty ugly drug very ugly um, yeah alcohol um that was like the first drug that i got into um Mm. you know just typical like american programming you know on the commercials everybody's just having fun you know drinking it's not really a big deal you know it's not like it's not real serious it's like a party drug you know and um i think my like my spiritual um traumas that were kind of shoved in my subconscious um really um pushed me to find pain relief like a deep you know like yeah pain relief um definitely with the alcohol um and i started i'm 23 now so i probably started drinking when i was about 15 um it started out, you know, just on the weekends, um, just with friends, just for fun. Um, and it quickly kind of turned into just like a full on addiction really. Um, and I got into cannabis, you know, maybe when I was 16 or 17. Um, and I would just do them, you know, together and I would just totally like, um, kind of abuse like the, the cannabis really for me though I think um, it was a powerful medicine in showing me um, kind of like the first thing that really lifted the veil um, on this reality for me and made me question um, question everything question all the things that I had been told my whole life um, you know really question reality and Um, my own thoughts, you know, like starting to get more intimate with my own consciousness um, and realize that, you know, there are things outside of me that actually they, they do want to feed off my energy, kind of like, um, like a parasitic um, type vibe, um, Mm -hmm. especially closer, um, the closer you get to the city, um, more people, 
um, there's a lot more stuff going on, but um, more trauma. Yeah, more tra- more trauma, more mm. condensed. Yep. Yeah, it's like very condensed. And um, I, you know, just on alcohol, um, it really they use alcohol, you know, in like herbal extracts um, to really pull out like the plant spirit um, mm. to really extract. And over yeah. time, that's what it was doing to me. Mm. Um, it was pulling, you know, my spirit like out of my body. Um, and then I would, you know, people would tell me things like I would black out and then because my spirit was gone. So I would black out. Um, and then things would sometimes, you know, come in instead. Um, and so, and I would have people tell me, you know, just stories and stuff about things I had done that I, you know, I'd be like, well, that wasn't me, you know, and I knew it and I knew like, it's just a really powerful thing, you know, that they're marketing um yeah yeah it, make, it makes you wonder the <laughs> wonder the intention behind uh, having a global mm-hmm. gigantic sh- multi-trillion dollar structure set up right like, yep like all the <laughs> yeah all the alcohols legal and all the cannabis and you know psychedelic right. mushrooms and things that actually heal you are just trying to be <laughs> put on lockdown yep. yeah it's crazy yeah, I had similar experiences with you both as um, with cannabis as a plant medicine, really opening me up and getting me connected to my feminine side. And um, first time I smoked, I was 11. And I just remember, like, really, that being the first time in a, f- a few years that I had really, like, been able to connect with this special part of myself that is creative and just like pure childlike and um and I, re- I really started connecting with it you know, 16 17 18 and like I drank as a social thing because of course you know I want like acceptance from my peers and like that was the uh just the the end to connect with people socially like that's just how it's set up it's diff- it's difficult to um see that there's ways out of that you know we just we have these beliefs that oh like i don't have any friends i need to go to the bar and like do this and that and talk to people you do that for so long you realize that like that environment attracts this superficialness you know yeah you're right i mean the the amount of people that hang out at bars that are really cool um compared to the amount of people who just have addiction problems uh it's like not a very target rich environment you could call it as far as like if you're to go in there to meet friends or you know make new connections most of those people at those bars compared to where i'm at now i wouldn't really be interested in in even being their friend is you know i would i would be interested in helping them learn not to have addiction and you know if, if they need my help to overcome things but a lot of them aren't even in that mindset they're just kind of like running a script almost and they're out there to uh you know some of them are out there to meet people and and have fun but it's just got that demonic overtone of the drink the drinking being the whole purpose of why those businesses are even there in the first place is just to sell alcohol so it creates a bad vibe totally it's kind of sad because uh, in these big cities like Springfield, um, 
there's not even a cool place to hang out that's that's for you know young people to meet each other like mm-hmm. uh that used to drive me crazy is um yeah I, I could go to a bar and try to meet girls and and other people but there was no other place to go that wasn't full of like drunk idiots <laughs> And right. so it was kind of isolating. But again, once I figured out how to use uh, my own feminine energy to satisfy my own masculine kind of desire, I didn't really have that problem anymore. And I pretty much stopped going to those type of places because I, I went, you know, probably hundreds or thousands of times. And usually I was disappointed. I'm like, I mean, 99% of the time I was disappointed. And, um, you know, it, it, back in the day, I would might maybe feel a little bit hungover every once in a while too, which is no not a very good sensation. But definitely not. Well, um, these formulations that you're wanting to develop, uh, do you have any like specific formulas from you know different plants or anything you'd like to share about maybe? I I mean, I assume you're going to use a lot of plants. Oh, it's full. Okay, well, we'll take a break. And um, we'll get back on that. Welcome back. So, we were just talking a little bit about uh, deprogramming people and even just presenting information that people uh, have not been exposed to. And uh, what's been your experience, uh, Micah, as far as... A, coming across the information yourself, like how did how did that happen, and how how would you say, if you could even remember some of the first times that you were exposed to information that just blew your mind because it was so occulted, meaning hidden, and you never heard it before, and so important, something very important that you for some reason nobody seems to know about. How did that go for you? And initially, you could call it like a waking up process, even. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is all the evidence that is proof that um, extraterrestrials exist. And Definitely, yeah. The um, Seeing the whole picture of it as well. Well, I can't say seeing the whole picture because there's always going to be something else to learn in the process. And there's a deep history there and I'm sure a very uh, complex future as well but learning about um, the genetic engineering of humankind essentially um, mm, kind of like um, epigenetics too a little bit with all the you know bombardment of like you know the mind control like coming mm-hmm. from all directions the frequencies yeah. coming out of the tv you know the radio like yeah the, fo- the 432 hertz you know and they have absolutely it to the 440 like mm-hmm. um yeah it's just a lot it's like there's definitely like there's those people who yeah like in the awakening process like they realize that there's all these things in place um that are just very um kind of unnatural like they um just like the hertz thing you know like the natural sure. hertz is 432 and it's like they're just making it a little bit off like um mm-hmm. kind of in frequency it's like we are 
you know, beings were so sensitive, were like full of water. And so we're just very, um, you know, very susceptible to frequencies. Mm -hmm. And I think through people's lives, um, with the help of like, um, just, you know, distilled water or like RO water, um, plant medicines and stuff like we can kind of get our sensitivity back. Um, because it's like they want you um, so bombarded with things that are wrong to just, yeah, keep you from the truth, um, keep you from realizing your true potential um, that you are like divinity itself. Absolutely. And yeah. Um, yeah. Lots of <laughs> stuff going on. From a metaphysical perspective, um, I've studied sound and acoustic, um, psychoacoustics specifically a lot. And, um, like what you're talking about, it's all. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome back to the show. Sorry, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties with the this XLR camera. We've never used it before, but I think I think we're using the iPhone camera now, so it should be good from from here on out. But yeah. So one question that I asked, I'm not sure if it didn't get deleted, but I was asking. To Micah, I was asking Micah how, um, how, uh, how the awakening process was for you as far as, um, you know, what kind of, how, how you first came across information that really shocked you or opened your eyes to something that you need, you know, people should know because it's just very important information but yet magically nobody's ever talked about it and you you've never heard of it before typically you find that kind of information on the internet so how how'd that go for you um first i want to make a plug and on what zoe ended saying right before this and the fact that if you don't know you should research how sound and vibration affect water molecules um and this might give you a better idea of where we're going to lead to uh, via this question. Um, For me, it was um, when 9-11 happened, something just kind of always stuck in my mind. And um, I was 11 years old. I turned 11 a few months after that. And um, so at the time, like, it was no question. I was in school. I was going through the brainwashing program. Like, I saw this, and I took it up like everyone else. America all bonded together and... We decided we were going to do some things to stand up for ourselves in a way, like looking at the perspective that nearly the entire populace got from how the media portrayed it and everything. And if um, you're ignorant to the deep facts and uh, inner workings of the deep state and the globalist intentions that were going into all this, um, it would be easily... Um, to just go through the motions like most of us did. Um, I started looking into um, the ties between the Nazi scientists from World War II and um, their integration into government programs of the U.S. government. And the different programs that they were running um a lot had to do with extraterrestrial technologies and contact with them and for me that was a big catalyst that was just like just 
blew through all my beliefs and projections and uh, illusions of what I thought reality was. Um, and going back to epigenics, how um, the idea that humankind could have been genetically engineered makes a lot of sense to me. If we look outside, we see all of this natural life that is runs in this certain um like the Fibonacci yeah sequence and yeah like certain natural patterns right and the symbiosis of like if you take you give and like all of nature does it and it's a way that w of coexistence um and humans are just obviously different right. in a way they are like yeah. um yeah something um, I think um, Nathan and I were watching a video, um, a Mark Passio video, um, about the Anunnaki and the gene mm. splicing and everything and um, psychopathy and how, you know, that's present in humans. Um, I think it's less than 1% um, is like true psychopath, like born that way. Sure. But the thing is, it's like they're born that way. Like they're born with... Um, kind of this defect like this um just no like cut off from any natural sense of like natural law um, like right versus wrong um so it just you know if those kinds of people are you know it's less than one percent but that's still a lot of people and i think that might be why things are the way they are um on earth right now um, is some sort of, yeah, possible, like, genetic defect um, kind of throwing things off balance um, and creating, you know, all this chaos and Absolutely. suffering, like, just copious amounts of, you know, suffering and stuff. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah, DNA is constantly picking up vibration and communicating via radio waves. Right. And, uh, and the mitochondria are what has been coined a rodent coil these coils that vibrate at, mm. and create what's called a scalar wave and interesting two opposite waves of the same but they're mirrored to each other and it creates a zero point energy field if it's running mm. on the right frequency um, wow. there's also scalar waves that are a technology that have so the earth grid has been hijacked uh -huh. and there are these scalar waves that are being put off like what you were talking about with the 440 Right hertz, how it's just hertz. a little bit off of where it's supposed to be. Yeah. So are these scalar waves. So oh, wow. they're putting everyone's mitochondria, like mm. they're picking up on it, and it's putting like the homeostasis frequency off right, a little bit. Mm, key, yeah, and like that's really um yeah the whole zero point like energy thing. It's like um, stealing everybody's power, that innate power yep. that every human's born with. Um, Kind of, yeah, kind of like a hijacking mm -hmm. of sorts. Um, and it's social engineering, too, like mm -hmm. what you were talking about with this psychopathy. Right. Like, narcissism is in the media, it's in Hollywood, it's in most every mainstream like music it is artistic kind of source. Yeah. It's like me, 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 like the, like the satanic, um, you know, programming. Absolutely. And it's like almost like they, um, I had this really crazy thought the other day I think I was doing ayahuasca um but I was thinking about um we watched like a Chris Geo podcast um about 
realities and like the CERN machine and jump people like jumping dimensions and stuff. And I was like um, thinking how it's like they're trying to run away from their karma in a sense um, by you know turning everybody else onto that program. Mm. And so in the grand scheme of things, it's like you know their karma if they can get everybody else to start partaking in bad things or like the satanic ideology um then in comparison their karma you know isn't as isn't as bad and it's almost like they're trying to like tip this universal scale like this balance um that is being and balance is always restored Mm. um is what i like to think definitely (laughs) um but yeah I'd like to say if anyone thinks that um, the genetic splicing of a species is a little far off and um, out there, I would say look into the technology of Inscripta that's coming out this next year. And with software and a platform on your desk, you can edit thousands of genomes at once and grow out the bacterial cells in a couple of hours. Um, they're making a mammalian version for one for mammal cells next year as well that's about to come out it's a $350,000 purchase which makes it very accessible to low-level laboratories Um, the next decade is going to be leaps and bounds in genetic findings and more research and uh, there's also therapies that are being suppressed right now that have been out for years the elite uses them um, there's cures for muscular dystrophy that have been monopolized by pharmaceutical companies that can be produced very little cost growing in genetically modified bacteria grow out the plasmid you purify it you give someone that's dying of you know too much myostatin the, a couple shots and all of a sudden they're able to grow muscles again and it changes the DNA so like there's really good stuff that can come out of this technology if we learn how to channel it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Humans kind of have a tendency sometimes to put the cart before the horse on a lot of things. And they'll have like different researchers that want there to be free energy, for example, or they want there to be UFO technology for uh, us to use. And um, as long as there's like a totalitarian system of just control and domination you know average people aren't going to be able to use that type of technology like you have to have both you have to be working towards freedom um simultaneously simultaneously as all these other life um goals and aims like freedom has to be right up there in your top list of priorities because what tends to happen is Think people like Tesla would invent these groundbreaking new technologies that could revolutionize the way um, all of humanity, you know, experiences life. But because the human human species is so um, undeveloped in their moral um, understandings and knowledge of you know right versus wrong behavior and what their rights are, and you know just the fact that they're allowing governments to even exist in the first place kind of makes it to where there's limitations on what you know how good life can be for us and uh one of those main limitations is the technologies the controllers will allow us to uh even use as long as they're in control a lot of them aren't gonna ever let people use advanced technology so 
we got to make it a priority to to get free you know as well as all these other things that are going to help us out you know freedom's one of the top priorities so right suppress the technology make people really shallow and um, have separatist type ideologies um, right us versus them right like divide and conquer strategies <clears throat> absolutely and, yeah get people so just caught up in you know fake like fake idols like money mm. like just being you know having no intrinsic value whatsoever absolutely and not. people just worshiping it and like you know they'll pay like pay people you know there's it's like you can put a price on anything in this world like give somebody enough money and they'll go kill someone for you sure. like yeah <laughs> it's just it's crazy it's insanity it is yeah. insanity it is and like i was actually like making a podcast earlier today talking about how like um, any sane person is going to, um, like this world, um, any sane person is, you know, going to have a hard time with it if they're, you know, if they're listening, if they're looking yeah. around. I mean, even just the min the minimum, you know, just going out outside. Um, and over time, like, I consider myself, you know, really sensitive energetically um, because I do a lot of, like, detoxing um, with, you know, I have all sorts of things I take. Um, shungite um, powder. Nathan drinks shungite powder a lot in his water. Um, I drink it here and there. It's, um, yeah. yeah, medical miracle. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, I, what I've noticed off shungite powder is that it's actually a very, very fast vibration. And um, I think it has to do with, like, the micro sized uh black hole fullerene balls so they're like s carbon soccer balls that spin really really mm. fast and they also have similar properties to a black hole and i think when you take that into yourself it just rapidly uh both detoxes and just increases your overall vibration you know speed or rate like what could you tell tell us uh micah about um human vibration and you know how to what what like a higher better vibe you know what it feels like to be vibrationally sound and like have your chakras aligned and maybe even different techniques of you know getting a faster vibration i mean obviously you're into that kind of stuff if you're going to be um make it one of your life aims to uh, develop you know like supplements and and pharmaceuticals that uh are going to increase people's vibrations and make them, you know, healthier and, and more able to do whatever it is they're trying to do in life. So like what, what's some of your secrets or, uh, you know, just how does it feel to, to have a better vibe? Would you say? Cause a lot of people in this society don't even know what a high vibe person is because mm. they've never experienced it themselves. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'd say speaking of she legit, it is a compound that is inside a few of the formulations that I'm working on. Nice. I've heard of that before. One um, one of the names uh, would be psilocybinian, and it would have psilocybin, psilocin, norbeocystin, uh, and beocystin extracts, so it's ginger extract, lemon oil. 
polysaccharides, mainly beta-glucons, extracted from a Brazilian strain of the agaricus mushroom. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, um, I was taking agaricon for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And she legit as well, hence the ineon at the end. Nice. Um, yeah, it's uh, it has done wonders for me. Mm-hmm. You know? It's um, it was the cure for my seasonal depression nice. this year. Microdosing with psilocybin and shilajit combination. Right. Um, um, yeah, it just the psilocybin like increases neuroplasticity um, just so much to where it's yeah. like you really. Um, I don't know. I with it over time with a lot of w- working with mushrooms, um, I've just noticed like I've been able to completely reprogram my entire brain um, and really um, get to the root. I mean, not just psilocybin. I do a lot of different plant medicines, but psilocybin especially um, really can combined with um, lion's mane mm-hmm. mushroom. Those two. Yeah. Um, it's just like. Yeah, the the neuroplasticity, you can just, it's like you can almost feel it, like you can feel yourself, you know, molding yourself. And it's, it's pretty amazing. It is, it's, um, yeah. it's powerful. It's like you start to realize that just how in control you are. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of people have um, little behaviors that will come out because um, all their life they've had other people controlling them. And so it can cause, you know, I trauma in general just you know never feeling like you could be in control you know of, yeah like and biologically like we're so like with epigenetics you know we can just making the intention to sit down and meditate and really over time like matter is a bit more um like viscous but in your mind you can you know have the image of like your higher self or like you know, just have, like, always have a goal, like, always have, um, maybe an archetype or something that you just really are working towards, and over time, meditating on that with that through epigenetics, physically, your structure can change. Absolutely. Um, More, more science is proving that sound and thought change DNA very rapidly, can, you know, especially, I mean, it, Essentially, it depends on the level of belief and the level of mental power and concentration. Like, um. um, one more thing, like, yeah, with the belief, mental power, concentration, um, a lot of times, like, the modern world we live in is, like, designed to just, I mean, it's a system, you know, designed to utilize our life force energy, um, you know, for their own, you know, the ones at the top, like, just kind of use us like slaves and absolutely when your energy is being used up all the time you know um by this by a job um it can make it really really hard um you know to have that energy left over for yourself um and i think one of the key things that's really helped me with my vibration um and just kind of waking up on the right side of the bed like feeling good from the get-go and being really just conscious um, of every little feeling um, mm. like inside my body um, is fasting. Um, I think it's it's something that, you know that the medical system doctors they'll never recommend um, something like that because it's free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you just just fasting it's like so powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I know you've had some experience with prolonged fasting. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'd like to show gratitude, especially in this next month, for all the vision questers and 
people dancing in the Dance of the Sun as well. Um, I've done a couple vision quests and dances. And what a vision quest is, is a prolonged time of sitting in the same spot out in nature. No food, no water. You take a plant medicine, or if you choose not to, you just go. You sit in the same spot, days, praying, praying, praying. The traditional way is you make an offering to the earth and to great spirit um, and each offering is a purpose you have 365 of them connect them to a red cloth uh, with a line and tie them literally to put them around you and you're surrounded by all these intentions you set for your own personal transformation and prayers for the world and it's a very very powerful experience I would recommend to anybody that um, wants to explore states of higher states of consciousness um, have I mean the potential is unlimited on what right. what you can completely yeah what download. we can accomplish yeah. what we can yeah download and upload and upload yeah. Yeah, yeah bring you know bring to our like brothers and sisters and absolutely really, yeah the whole like um you know yeah making it a like a ceremony like mm -hmm. um recently I've kind of been going outside and just um looking at the sun um feeling you know my hands and my feet on the earth and um i guess kind of like praying for more sun and realizing that the sun is actually like a conscious being and you, it, you can like influence it and it can influence you um mm. another powerful thing is just as you're feeling i mean because the sun it's just projecting pure energy yeah. into you into your dna and stuff and you can you can once you kind of learn to recognize how powerful the sun's energy can be um i've gotten like i don't get sunburned anymore mm -hmm. um and i feel like i'm in, intentionally using that the sun's energy um to just kind of you know upgrade my genetics yeah it's the processing unit for the server we're living in yeah. you know so that's a very powerful connection yeah, absolutely the processing circuit is that what you said? The Pro process processing unit. Unit, yeah. like like a computer. Yeah, That's I would say the central processing unit would be central sun source. Oh. And then we have. Wow. You know. It's a neat way to think about it. Yeah, for those out there, um, it's like it helps to think of your brain. Um, kind of like a computer and then your consciousness like the ghost in the machine mm. um, you can really just change everything you can manipulate um, the more you realize reality um, is easy to manipulate yep. and your genetics are easy to manipulate mm -hmm. um, you become more and more sensitive and open to yep. that um, potential manipulation and um, generally this happens it's like I guess kind of like a spiritual awakening um, and people who sometimes use heavy amounts of psychedelic drugs can be maybe not be ready because I know some people right. have like um, negative experiences with psychedelics Absolutely. and I think um, it can kind of open up open you up you know to energies that if you haven't worked on the self um, you know and recognize mm -hmm. what you are um, you might have other things you know coming mm -hmm. in and trying to manipulate you for their gain perfect yeah great said i think that's a a big program mk ultra and deeper state like to run especially on the other side is um self disassociative disorders 
and we don't have a healthy ego when we're going into being like introspective and really wanting to go in there and change some things if we you know don't have a if we're not grounded in ourselves, what's going to be coming in here there's no protection you know if we're if we're not claiming like an individuality at some point like our like our sovereignty like our you know really um yeah like if we're not claiming our space and like our mental sphere and and really knowing um knowing how how to identify self um is so so important um absolutely within you know with doing like plant medicine and psychedelics and things that open you up um so you can really have a grounded um strong energy to you know a lot of people like have you know the intention i'd say most everybody i know um they have the intention to heal something, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, themselves or if they, you know, feel they want to go even further and work on healing the world, which it always starts with the self. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, just having, um, yeah, good sense of identity, mm-hmm. sense of self. Yeah. For me, it was like the, that first step was realizing that I was the ghost in the machine and that like I can observe it. And then by that, like I'm not being controlled by it, that I realize that I can control the c- computer and that I'm not just the programs that it's been running on, you know. That was like, okay, now I realize that I'm not free and I've been a slave. And that was like the first, like, it's like what, with addiction, you accept your, that you have an addiction and then you're able to do something about it, you know. Exactly. Not until people can accept that they've been slaves that they can't be free. Exactly. It's like um, people, they, um, you know, they, a lot of people tend to want to like look on the bright side of things. And um, yeah, you really do. It's like you have to, to un, unbind yourself. Um, you have to see the ways in which you've been bound. Yeah. Um, you, you really have to like eliminate fear um, mm-hmm. is huge. Um, I think. Yeah, and a limit, and I think that's like one of uh, some people kind of will um, turn duality into. They say like love and fear. Like there's, it's a spectrum of like right. you know you can do aversion and, attachment. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. The two um, kind of, and it's like yeah. To me, like the love is like the consciousness, the seeing. You know, mm-hmm. the the consciousness, and then the fear is like the almost like the retreating of consciousness in a way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it serves. A, a purpose as do all things I guess True. it serves a purpose yeah. but I think um, the way you know we're we're living in an artificial world um, in terms of there's just lots of artificial things around us so people um, it gets them off the track of like identifying self and what's real um, like the spirit mm-hmm. um, and they get attached in the realm of like materialism and just material things and you you were saying yeah like the mk ultra um kind of dissociating people and detaching them um from their bodies so this like to me i see it as almost just this weird artificial not spider but virus type energy that i'll pick up on a lot of times Um, i'll feel it in the power lines Mm -hmm. um it's just this very um it's like far from like if you want to say the mo- like mother is earth and father is son it's like very far from um 
I guess really either of those two yeah. things. It's very Definitely. strange. It is. Yeah. You know, so the interdimensional things that uh, are opening up on this earth plane now and that people are going to have to face you know Mm -hmm. we're all at one point gonna have to be like neo in the matrix where we just like don't want to accept it we're gonna throw up on ourselves and like realize that okay it's part of the reality like there's also so much beauty humans are amazing like they create they're so creative and like i love it but like there's we're in this middle beginning middle stage you know of realizing like our capabilities and what happens when humans can unite under wisdom and really do something about yeah uh one thing mark pesio on one of his old podcasts he covers this natural law well why don't i just go grab the sticker that mark pesio made that we have on the fridge awesome (laughs) sounds good yeah i think um natural law is really important um i mean it's like natural law universal law um, the one true like it's inherent um i feel like in people um but over time like through the societal programming through this you know like defect or whatever it may be um you know we're clouded from it definitely but yeah real quick kind of um well, let me let me use this one. Thanks. Real quick, kind of uh, educational interlude. Um, this is one of those slides that Mark Passio made in the past. Really, it's kind of hard to see it with the lighting, but I'll just kind of give you the basic idea. The thing that made me thought of it, though, was that um, in order for there to be external freedom or uh, sovereignty or um, you know, just goodness in the external world. Right now we've been living under control externally, other people telling us what to do and threatening us. Um, In order for there to be sovereignty, there has to be internal uh, monarchy or all of the individuals in the society have to be in control uh, of their own thoughts, emotions, and actions. And they have to be like masters of the self in that sense. Um, Not confused. Like there's two general natural law expressions the positive and the negative and also known as love and fear like you had brought up earlier and it's like a a column down the middle and fear uh, a symptom of fear is ignorance or ignoring reality and that kind of results because the mind is shutting down and refusing to take in valuable data it kind of results in confusion which is internal anarchy. Uh, the being is divided amongst themselves, and oftentimes they have subconscious uh, s- scripts or thoughts in their head that manifest as their conscious thoughts. They're just attitudes towards life that make them either a victim consciousness or even a perpetrator type of entity, um, but certainly limited in their beliefs about what they can even accomplish. So. It, when when the majority of beings in a society are in that sense under fear, and ignoring reality, confused, and not in control of themselves, so they're in internal anarchy. Nobody's in control. And so then external beings come in and mind control the individuals in that society because they they don't even know the truth, and so they're 
easily manipulated by external forces like government and you know corporate will and what results at the very bottom of these columns is on the evil on the fear-based side it's what we call evil or destruction or chaos and then on the positive loving end with which starts with the acceptance of truth and attainment of knowledge then the internal self is mastered through um, the subconscious and cleaning out you know trauma and figuring out how to get yourself in your thoughts emotions and actions all in alignment with the natural order and you know bringing in effectively bringing in whatever your uh, creative expression you know your self manifestation the highest version of you bringing that into the current reality you know to the best of your ability what results when the majority of people in a society uh, are internal monarchs and masters of the self we get external anarchy which is freedom or the the uh, you know lack of dictatorship and violent control and what that's what we call good or natural spontaneous order and that's a very common thing in, in nature I mean almost almost all the natural beings are are anarchists you know you never really hear about a natural hierarchy that's based in just domination and rulership where one one version of that animal is just placed on a pedestal and all the others are I mean people like to make the argument that that is in fact what nature is people like Jordan Peterson uh, but it's it's a big religion because the majority of beings don't operate that way the plants don't operate that way you know I mean sometimes there's an alpha dog I guess but if you just look at natural systems you know the fish the school of fish there's not really one dictator fish just dominating everyone else no matter how no matter how much Jordan Peterson tries to sell you on that idea that hierarchy is natural and good it's not right um, it isn't um, and it really I think takes away um, yeah from like just the free spirit um, trying to organize things artificially um, and in a pyramid like that saying you know some matter more than others um, but I, was, I forgot what I was gonna say <laughs> It was really good too. It was really good. Um, here you go. Maybe I can remind. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. That was really the pos po quote positive from that card. It seemed really balanced. I just want to point that out because like we're talking about this negative and fear, and then we come back and we're you know Nathan brings in this good order. It's all of, all of these things are based out of tr balance. Like so, you know, it's, we're not talking about the other side of a coin. We're saying get rid of the coin. Um. Yeah, there doesn't have to be evil in our world. It's a choice, primarily. No, no, nobody's really forcing us to accept evil situations. It's not just a normal part of life. It's not natural, certainly. It's, uh, if you do the research like uh, Mike has done... In the past with the Anunnaki's and the and the gene splicing and you can even find all these skulls like the star child skull is a good one with Lloyd Pye's research and um, there's these skulls from South America that are clearly you know not human you know, very big large skulls with big brains they look like a fucking cone head or something like that that is one of those things that I was really really shocked when I found out that uh, 
there were ETs manipulating things in the past and that there's hard evidence that's undeniable and mm -hmm. that's just nobody even knows about that. Right. That was shocking. I was I was going to mention something about the Anunnaki, but you were saying how um, people try to argue and say that like authority is natural in nature, um, you know, or present in nature, um, kind of like you know, like the alpha dog um, in a pack of wolves, queen for example, bee. or a queen bee, mm -hmm. and it's um, it's like people can recognize that's like weren't that yes, there are. Um, you know, like so a lot of animals are in packs and they have alphas, but we're we're not animals, and it's like, do we even, you know, maybe some part of our DNA comes from the earth, but not all of it. Um, I do believe that we're like hybrids um, from the stars, you know, and Absolutely. we're not um, so much. I mean, maybe some people, are, some people definitely, with their actions, are more animalistic than others. Um, so maybe it's those kinds of people that you know try to compare you know, humans, and they try to, like, group humans, um, but humans are at all different levels of consciousness, really. Um, yeah. I would say some humans are animals, <laughs> mm -hmm. and other humans are more, um, a bit more, maybe advanced, um, and mm -hmm. they can see things from just a higher perspective, higher, more expanded consciousness, um, mm -hmm. and oh, when you kind of expand your consciousness, I found that throughout most of my life, the things I needed um, came to me, like the certain psychedelics that I needed to do came to me at the right time. Um, you know, certain people I needed to meet came to me at the right time um, for my overall expansion um, and just kind of tuning in to that path of just the curiosity. I just remember sitting um, just in my living room um, I had just moved back home after being in college for a year, and um, I was complete. I knew I was done with the school system. Um, I had a lot of trauma still, and it kind of felt like I couldn't think clearly, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, you know, didn't know how I wanted to make money. Um, it all seemed like you know a ton of bricks weighing on my shoulders. Um, so I just kind of said fuck it and just went out and tried a bunch of, you know, drugs, really, um, and psychedelics, and just kind of, it, it catalyzed, like, LSD has catalyzed my, you know, spiritual growth, um, the expansion of my consciousness in ways that I can't, you know, I couldn't have a conversation about it, even. Sure. Um, I mean, I can try. <clears throat> There's things, but... It's just... So those experiences are just beyond language. They are. It's, um, um, yeah, like visions. Um, yeah. It'd be like, you know, trying to explain a picture versus just showing someone the picture. Mm -hmm. um, or explaining clairsentience, just having a knowing that right, is yeah, spot on. That knowing, you know? yeah. Like that inner um, intuition yeah. where you just, you are. Like you don't, um, yeah, you don't have any doubt or anything. Mm -hmm. No fear. Yep. No fear, just pure consciousness. And, you know, all humans, they, they, they all have a chakra system. And they, so they all have the seven houses and revelations. Like, we're all, they're all the tree of life. You know, it's about realizing that and activating it. And it's all in, like, the soul's evo evolution, you know. And it's like, this earth is a crazy space station. 
where there's these <laughs> souls with all these different karmas coming in from all the direct all different directions interdimensional and galactic you know to have the experience of this unique circumstance that's going on in the world yeah. you know that has never happened before right. you know well as far as you know clairvoyance and just having a real solid understanding of what your purpose is in life and having all the knowledge necessary to, to carry out a task the psychedelics have really really helped me attain that uh, like the very idea of me getting on library before I even knew about what library was I was listening to uh, Jeff Berwick's Anarchast but before that I mean I just I got a download while I was running probably on LSD or something and <laughs> cannabis it'll happen with spontaneously with a lot of these plant medicines but i was just getting downloads um which are just you know just like a computer if you were on BitTorrent and just tens of gigabytes coming in they come in the form of like visions in your third eye which is your imagination and i do a lot of kriya yoga which i i did an initiation on the last episode actually um so for the listeners who don't know what kriya yoga is go check out episode number 11 um it's very powerful yep yeah. micah and zoe both practice uh kriya yoga so it's not just me making this up or anything but mm -hmm. um yeah the the download though it just told me that um you know i need to do whatever it takes to get a network of anarchists and even if I have to learn blockchain coding technology so that I build my own blockchain to somehow get the job done where there's multiple different networks uh, all saying the same thing, because that's, that's kind of how the reality is created in a way through, through words. And using the broadcasting spells, yeah, spells mm -hmm. and the broadcasting power of the Internet and these video cameras and stuff, you know, we can change the entire manifest reality just using our words and taking control of this technology. And shortly later, synchronistically, after getting that download, though, um, I, I was I found out about library from Jeff Berwick and uh, I was like, oh, great. It's all already done for me. So all I have to do is get on there and start using it. And then I'll have all these, you know, point people in this direction and we'll change the world very, very quickly. So. Absolutely. I remembered something <clears throat> um, that you brought up earlier that I wanted to expand upon. And I just kind of wanted to use one example of how um, it all ties together and how the Anunnaki past is important in the present. And one example I would be is uh, the Gallup poll is a very um, popular media poll media news source a lot of news outlets use it as a source of running these quote you know poll studies and if you do the genealogy and trace back the owner of the Gallup poll you'll find a king of France and Charlemagne um, along with related to some Hollywood actors as well um, if you look up pictures of the these this ro royal bloodline look at paintings of king of france charlemagne um above majestic kind of took if you haven't seen that documentary you should definitely watch it um they kind of touch on that with um like the popple hats and these um european hats a lot of the elongated skulls were hidden you know by these hats the elite would wear and you go back to these paintings of 
you know, the these descendants that are alive now of these elite royal bloodlines, and you can see like they're uh, concealing their elongated skulls. <laughs> yeah, and then the papal hat also has that fish symbolism, which. Uh, with Quetzalcoatl, I think is his name, Quetzalcoatl, I think, mm -hmm. right? Quetzalcoatl from the South American uh, flood mythology and also just the uh, star seed, you could call it, that of like a, I think it's like a white bearded man that came from the sea. And that's what's with the fish papal hat is that there was a international kind of like Atlantean uh, seafaring um society that was bringing technology and culture to um, remote regions and there's a lot of legends with Quetzalcoatl in uh, South America and uh, Micah's spent a lot of time in the South American mountains I, I think just following uh, different shamanic uh, or not even following but just learning about plant medicines and spending time with shamans and he's he's shared with me some really crazy and amazing um experiences so you're welcome to share stuff like that um another question i had for you was your formulations that you wanting to uh release you know because not all not all pharmaceuticals are by definition bad you know like lsd right. is an example of a lab created which could be considered a pharmaceutical that's just sure feels to me like it's alien technology because it'll tune you into other dimensions and just raise your vibe Absolutely. to superhuman levels. And there's a whole so the whole slew of research chemicals that, that I've only scratched the surface with mm -hmm. my own experimentation. But like the mushroom analogs, um, 4-HO, DMT, and 4-MEO, DMT. The 4-ACO is really good. tried two or three of them and they're just fabulous. Yeah. Amazing. And, you know, if you were to develop a combination of different herbs mixed with like a supplement or something or you mm -hmm. could have it all separate but just get this on on like a factory so that we're we're getting able to produce this stuff for cheap because it's really the future of you know medicine in many ways and um the people who get on this you know as soon as possible they're there's millions and billions of dollars to be made just selling psychedelics, for example. So sure. have you had any plans of like including some of those research chemicals um, into some of your formulations or maybe d developing entirely new chemicals, I guess? Um, yeah. I'm essentially funds that are raised f with the pharmaceuticals compounds that are known to work and that, you know, will be out shortly. Um, is it going to go to researching exactly that? Um, yeah, How the, I apply? <laughs> <laughs> these, um, <laughs> yeah, these um, lab chemicals that you're talking about, like for ACO, DMT, they're, these are astral technologies, you know. Mm -hmm. These are chemicals that are can be extracted from plants on different planets oh. um, and different dimensions. They have a different weight. Um, uh, same with chemicals that grow on plants and on Earth, you know, like right. DMT, bufotin, yeah. you know, the harmaline alkaloids is specifically. Like these right. are very, very potent astral technologies. Oh, they are. Know. I mean, oh my goodness. Um, I'm actually sipping on some rue right now, but um, I had an experience um, not last night, but the night before, and um, 
this, I was, and all I took was rue, I didn't take anything else, um, and I had this, like, um, being, um, like, I was tuning in, my ears were ringing a bunch, um, and, you know, I was picking up on the, like, alien frequencies, um, because they're there, they're always there, and it's just a matter of tuning in, um, to them, and, you know, obtaining information, or just, um, like, it'll really get me in my imagin- um, imagination space, like, my imagination zone. Mm-hmm. And um, this being, it kind of looked like um, Mewtwo, the yeah. the Pokemon, yeah. the, the, the fully evolved one. <laughs> wow. And, um, but it had armor. It, so it wasn't just, like, furry. It had armor, and it just, like, came down. Wow. And I was like, I was like, this is my like travel um like my merkaba or mm. my you know b- yeah. astral body um which i feel like i have many like archetypes and avatars and things but this one um and what really blew my mind was i told nathan about it the next day um about this thing and he's like oh yeah i've seen that before mm. and i was like oh i was like wait you know, so you know what i'm talking about and he was like yeah and and I was like, well, did you see it before you knew me? And he was like, no, just like when I've been tripping with you, I've seen it before. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was a cool experience um, with just Siri and Rue. So, yeah, wow. Yeah. It's really powerful. Um, expanding on my experiences um, in South America, and if people are interested in um, benevolent, ETs and these um, power spirits and guides. Um, I'm in contact with the Arcturians and Hawthors. Hawthors um, are interdimensional. They transmit through Venus. Um, they're uh, sound healers, uh, masters of love vibration. And Arcturians are very, very technologically and spiritually advanced civilization. Um, they are protecting our solar system right now. Um, they have very advanced warships that um, if anyone wants an idea on interdimensional travel and spaceships um, the Star Trek Discovery um, series had Paul Stamets um, do do some uh, consulting um, and it is really good they use the mycelial network to navigate wormholes to travel um, through time and space and it um, kind of brings to light a lot of the amazing technologies that we're uh, going to discover with mycelium in the next mm-hmm. decade right. like, one of those I think one of those you had mentioned um, being able to break down plastic yeah the potential for that which I think is huge absolutely um, I try so hard to reduce my plastic mm-hmm. I have like hundreds of plastic bags <laughs> like saved yeah yeah and, um, sp- speaking of that kind of technology uh, it's very important uh, you know if you happen to have a lot of money to uh, fund future business ventures that are going to be a part of the the solution and not the same old part of the problem so Micah Malkizadek's just now getting started with with a lot of these new uh, ideas and technologies, but I, what he shared with me is that he has plans to, to pick up some 
you know, expensive biotech machines to create bacterial vectors and bacteriophages and, and, uh, you know, that's a, that's really expensive, uh, business endeavor. And, um, he, I, I think he's going to be speaking a lot more publicly and openly as far as just occult knowledge and the different things that, you know, Mike is interested in. But, uh, if you keep his name in mind, um, in the future, um, there might be a library channel, you know, for Micah Melchizedek. Uh, again, I'm one one of the first people that I'm aware of in, in Springfield that has even heard of library, and I'm kind of turning on a lot of my friends on it. Um, Interverse Podcast is on library now, and that's that's a really great, you know, resource for more spiritual and right brain type of uh, sharing. And one another Definitely. powerful influence that I had with just words, I got... Uh, Chance Garten, the, um, the the founder of Interverse Podcast, the the host, I got him to listen to the entire Mark Passio podcast, like all four or five hundred hours worth of Mark Passio, and <laughs> occasionally it'll come out in his podcast. And you know, he's not afraid to go there and red people, red pill people, uh, when it, <laughs> when the time calls for it. And so I, it made me kind of proud that I just just by tipping him off onto Mark Passio or that that happened and so you know it's kind of like the chaos theory you don't know the the big change the big change that you can make in the world based on just little actions here and there um how they resonate out into reality like like we're changing the world right now just by putting a podcast on library and i intend to get a lot more followers i mean i've already got 150 and yesterday i had 117 so you know, now the time is for, for now for us to take the earth back and to uh, fix things and, you know, let the earth heal itself and stop all this fucking terrorism done in the name of governments and uh, corporations and, and other control freaks. Like, you know, I'm not I'm personally that's what all there is to do here as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you can have fun, which is the great play. You know, there's there's a balance between the great work and the great play and really both of those things are equally as important but uh-huh. if you're not doing the great work you can't do the great play that's just not how it works you got to do both of them yep. kind of equally like a male female thing again mm-hmm. this is um yeah if you study astrology at all the archetypes it's like realizing that within our spiritual evolution there's a lesson of service and getting the self out of the way and like and it is a balance like taking enjoying the gifts of life is like what makes it sacred also protecting its sacredness is enjoying the gifts of life so yeah it's um might sound paradoxical but they're one and the same absolutely standing up for what's right pointing out the darkness and also having the freedom to walk in the light as well totally um, got to take responsibility in order to have nice things and uh, you know humanity's really got to grow up and learn what it means to be a responsible adult and you know a big part of that is not waiting for someone else to fix a problem or to just develop a really great you know whether it's a business idea or you know just helping a friend out or, or being a nice person or even just getting someone a hug like anything just down to that level like you know, if if you're a confident adult, then you just do those things, 
And a big part of attaining that confidence is just fixing your subconscious again. And, you know, these plant medicines, the peyote, um, the ayahuasca, like this Syrian roof stuff is 100% legal. Like you can just go online on eBay and order from White Buffalo Trading Company. Fabulous, <coughs> fabulous medicine. It's very nice. Yeah. It's warming. Um, definitely. Subtle. If you mix it with the, even your natural DMT that's already in your blood, <laughs> it'll it'll blow you up, blow you out through yeah. the roof. <laughs> like, especially if you mix it with with um, Syrian um, uh, acacia here, uh, acacia root bark, which is 100% legal. Like if you if you're not aware of these plants that you can just easily order online i would just go and order some you know tonight or tomorrow there's a big long list more things that i use uh but i think that's for another podcast yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah i recommend um yeah opening up a sacred space and showing the plant its gratitude and speaking with them and listening and you will not have a bad experience yeah, it's all about set and setting, of course. So, you know, do it in a place where you're reasonably comfortable. I mean, unless you need to get outside of your comfort zone. Like, the New Haven Native American Church is one of the few places in the U.S., uh, and especially in Missouri, where you can go and legally take, uh, you know, plant medicine during our peyote ceremonies, which are once a month. Um, you know, there's been people that have traveled uh, hundreds of miles from different states just to make it to a peyote ceremony. And in a way, it's totally worth it. It's really nice for me because it's, you know, only 50 miles away and I can yeah. just been hitting it up every time for two and a half years. And the amount of growth spiritually that, that just the peyote alone has provided is like, it's like astronomical. It's like people aren't aware how powerful you know a lot of these substances are and a lot of people are afraid of them and they think that there's some sort of downside to it and in my experience you have to be trying really really hard to make plant medicine into like an off-balance bad thing i mean it happened to me with cannabis in the past but and spiritual ego can get involved i've seen that a lot in ceremonial community settings but it yeah. works it works itself out karmically always <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, um, that did happen recently with someone in our, in our church. Um, but yeah, watch out! Watch out for uh, again if you understand equal rights and uh, your right, what your rights are and what aren't under natural law, and you kind of understand what a free environment and a free society looks like. That's all of the that's all of the knowledge you need to be kept safe. You know, because you're not creating problems for yourself anywhere yeah. in the universe. On almost, <laughs> I mean. Having the knowledge of right versus wrong is enough to – that's like the only safety that nature can provide is just mm -hmm. stay in harmony with its laws and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, it's only – humans bring down hell upon themselves like in the environment just by disobeying nature's laws. It's like a disobedient child who, you know – they're creating suffering for themselves and, you know, if, if it wasn't for all the self-inflicted suffering – uh, just you know, might be a better place to live. Oh, it yeah. would, more than might be, it would be like insanely better by I mean, now in our in our timeline. If everyone's walk confidently walking around loving themselves, then like right. you know, yeah. And the thing about peyote is like, especially with New Haven, it's like that's where we met. That's why this is happening right now. You know, it brings people to, yeah. it brings people together. Like, um, 
Yeah. You yeah. you walk around and you see these people and that are just like, they're like lost they're cut and, they, off. and they yeah. want and From deep spirit. deep down they want this yeah connection to spirit and they want this connection to a tribe they do you know oh and my gosh. they're just like ignorant on how to get it on how to get it exactly yeah. um i know like my intention ever since i was maybe maybe three or four just kind of as young as i could start really thinking um i just always wanted to move out of the city um just wanted to get away, um, probably because I just felt the vibes of, you know, yeah, all the people here and all the kind of ignorance and people, you know, just kind of unnaturally crammed in to like neighborhoods and homes, but not actually um, like crammed in, but not actually interacting with mm. one another on like meaningful levels, I yeah. guess, um, kind of everybody trapped a little bit um in their own mind and also just um like belief systems um you know religion mm -hmm. all sorts of things kind of just dividing people and making them you know not really connect um i think that's like the root of addiction would kind of be our just our unnatural you know f living yeah. environment that is not Definitely. Um, it's not conducive to happiness. Yeah. It's like people are aren't secure. They don't feel safe. Yep, they're right? uns. Yeah, they, they don't put themselves to. in a prison. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just people need people. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. For mind, body, spirit, wellness, <laughs> gotta <Yeah>. connect. <laughs> I just you, you took me back. I had deja vu to the time after peyote ceremony. I was in Ecuador riding a bus with um one of my ecuadorian brothers is um might be sun dancing this next month fernando i love you um yeah and he we're just passing this um neighborhood that has this fence with this razor wire around it and like these houses that are these like boxes you know and they've they prison imprison themselves into that you know right. like and we you know we're coming from the mountain and we're like we were visited by this golden eagle that comes in like you know, like flying lights in the middle of the night that um can tran transmit these things thoughts that reveal these things to yourself and yeah. just like coming from this coming from this magical place and and then seeing like it you know like where you head if you follow that um like the opposite um, yeah yeah the like, opposite like kind of um just a disbelief in magic itself mm -hmm. too i think gets a lot of people um stuck in a rut and it's like especially bad um kind of where we live in springfield um just the amount of like um kind of older you know older people who like 70, 60, late 60s, just kind of um, disempowered. Um, and then, well, and it's not just, that's kind of the general, at least in our neighborhood, it's all kind of older yeah. people. But um, even younger people too, it's like th just this mass, um, you know, kind of disempowerment um, feeling. But it's mm -hmm. it's changing um, 
it's definitely I feel that there's a lot of a lot of good coming um a lot of people have the right intentions um mm-hmm. and it's just like a snowball effect I think yeah uh they really screwed up whenever they um invented the internet and didn't just like immediately lock it down so hard that nobody nobody because they gave us the internet and now the cat's kind of out of the bag and they can't put it back in so (laughs) thank god yeah (laughs) it was about time something had to bring their empire down well um sure we'll think of something to say here in a second or something i'm feeling the plant medicine vibes myself they're starting to kick in um it's really really nice kind of feeling gets me right in my third eye every every time um again do your kriya yoga if you're not very good at visualizing like your body parts and stuff and uh this organite that i make actually in your third eye and or micah he kind of experienced this uh at the at the last peyote ceremony because um the organites when you separate these powdered metals in a resin matrix it keeps them uh it it's actually slows the vibration down because the the atomic vibration what i heard from this guy uh Ra Imhotep uh, has this youtube channel 13 signs astrology he was saying that whenever you put mole- molecules f- separate them further apart the vibration slows and uh, I guess as a side effect of that you can kind of tune into it better with your third eye and these things kind of act like especially the stainless steel powder it it emits like a bright white healing vibration that uh, you can actually use by placing it above your skin and see into your astral body and even your physical body and um, just it's kind of like a like the bismuth was more like an x-ray machine because it was you were i was mainly seeing my bones hmm. really only my bones with the bismuth but with this one it's like you can see the skin and the and the uh muscle tissue and yeah you can kind of control the layers yeah the this one's better at like you can see the surface of the skin or i mean you're probably seeing my leg right now but <laughs> you see the surface of the skin or uh if you want the blood vessels so Really, really great for that kind of like Alex Gray style uh, artistic. You know, it's kind of what it makes me think of, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, it reminds me of like any lesson in you know shamanism, self transformation, Egyptian alchemy. Like when we're talking about magic and, and energetics and using the third eye to concentrate energy and have an effect that we wish it to have is all about the organization of this um, natural chaotic movement of energetics, you know, that organizes itself in different forms. And that's how we learn, you know, from it, how like this energy um, shifts over time. Everything's in the energetic flux of transmutation. So it's essentially my experience was with that was, yeah, it like, synthesizes the vibrations enough to tune in and be able to channel it how like you're resonating with it in the moment essentially it's extremely powerful Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to tune back in uh, after I video edit this and listen to everything you say real real close. I kind of spaced off there. <laughs> plant <laughs> medicine and everything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we got a, a lot of really great tools, you know, at our disposal in the modern age. And there's no reason not to just take advantage of all that. Uh, you know, I, I exercise, you know, just something as basic as like running shoes. I mean, you can be grateful for a lot in the modern age, even with all of these horrific, uh, control freak, you know, limitations that, you know, we're rapidly getting rid of them. I, I have to agree, uh, with Zoe, there's a lot of really awesome new energies coming in. But, you know, the the quicker people learn, it's like the hundredth monkey um, phenomenon. Like, the first monkey it takes to, to learn that, you know, anarchy is is the way to go and statism really sucks. That's great. And then the second monkey, uh, the first monkey is the hardest one to just spontaneously come to that conclusion on his own. The second mm-hmm. monkey it, it comes to the conclusion infinitely faster because it's got the help of the first monkey, even if those two aren't even talking. Yeah. Like somehow through the divine field, it doesn't. You don't even necessarily even have to uh, be communicating, but it would help. I think it would help to just you know share one of these knowledges once you know so we can catalyze the entire humanity waking up because you know when whenever fifty one to seventy five percent of people start realizing that statism you know is just a dark past that should be left behind you know the, it it will be left behind at that point yeah. you know so it's just a matter of spreading the word and then. We could all, you know, forget about it and then move on and have a have a great time. Really, we're we're almost right there. I mean, I'm going to be in my lifetime starting multiple tribes, building a bunch of, you know, uh, Earthship communities. Probably do doing biotech data analysis and stuff. And you know, I'm right around the corner from just forgetting about statism entirely. But as long as statism is still here in this universe. Uh, especially in our neighboring Earth areas, like once you become one with the universe, um, then you realize that helping other people is helping yourself. So, you know, until there's no more totalitarian governments blowing up kids and stuff, like we should all probably pitch in and like do something about that. So definitely. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you're right. I mean, at a certain level, we are all connected, you know, like, but now we're moving into a time where we're making, we need to make that conscious and physical, you know, on the f- material plane, we need to bring our connectedness, like, in a practical way, like, and if, like, that's the reason a lot of people get downloads at the same time, and the same thing is invented, like, at three different areas at the same time in the world, is because there's this synthesis from source that is trying to bring this spiritual evolution together. Right. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. Tuning into like frequencies. I think really the peyote, um, was huge in, um, kind of, you know, my growth, um, in connecting with like the extraterrestrials and tuning in to the frequencies that I couldn't always hear. Um, and then not only like, I think a lot of people have, um, their ears will ring. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of times that can actually just be, 
you know, you're just tapping into an alien frequency and you're just not um, really maybe tapped into your third eye enough to see the visions that it's wanting to give you. Um, I've definitely had downloads before that were um, words, but it's 99% of the time for me, it's visions. Um, I'll see, you know, I'll see structures of things. Um, I'll, yeah, like sometimes it'll go smaller and it's like, I can almost see the structure of like little molecules, like sometimes in the organite. And then other times it'll be a download of like, like one time I just saw this massive starship, like Mm -hmm. just, I, I was blown away by the size, like the sheer size. And it was like a ship that could hold other ships inside yeah. of it so mothership maybe <laughs> <laughs> i wow. saw a huge one of those um and i was like just you know this past year um with a peyote and then mm-hmm. i think i went to my first peyote ceremony maybe two years ago um but this past year just i've been doing a lot of work with the ayahuasca um and that just is really conducive to visions yeah for sure and I've noticed yeah. some people are naturally more clairvoyant, others are naturally more clairaudient, and others are naturally clairsentient. You know, they just have that knowing. And yeah, um, that through my experience, it started with clairsentience, mm-hmm. and then the clairaudience awoke. And whenever I practiced, you know, really connected with the OM, especially in each chakra, and really tried to started lis- listening to the nadis and mm-hmm. getting in touch with the sound vibrations of my body. Right, um, and then naturally with meditation kriya yoga all the energetic practices um getting out of the programs of self-limitation believing that i can see the truth and right. that there is something beyond there, the yeah. 3D. and getting those other experiences it, it opened up and the clairvoyance started coming so like these are all rays that can be seen and activated in our light body and realized consciously like they can yep be seen absolutely um yeah i remember um i had an experience um with some salvia um and i did it was a little bit of salvia and um some dmt kind of like changa mm-hmm. um and i just i kind of slumped onto on the chair and went into this really deep like deep meditation space and then um i saw all these um like aliens gathered in a circle um and i was holding hands with them too and they were kind of shorter maybe like four foot tall and they were kind of it was more i could see it um in my like imaginative space i think my eyes were closed and um they were just bright they were light um very light um and they were like um, they're like, you know, we're always with you. Like we're always here. Um, and ever since that, it's been, you know, you can't really forget something like that. Definitely and it not. Just, yeah. It kind of changes you and makes you realize, um, you know, just getting, having more knowledge of self. Like every day I feel like we're learning more about ourselves and it's just like a mirror. So it's like to learn more about you know everything around us um it just goes hand in hand with learning more about where we came from and what we're capable of primarily oh yeah um well we'll go on with this podcast as long as it's enjoyable for you guys so just let me know whenever you know it's getting boring so 
Um, yeah, one of the side effects of smoking cannabis, by the way, is that occasionally your short-term memory fucks up, but, you know, <laughs> I think that's happened a few times. Anyway, um, oh, yeah, one thing I wanted to say, though, before the cannabis brain fart, uh, this guy on YouTube, Ra Imhotep, on this 13 Signs uh, Astrology, Zoe actually found this channel, and um, this guy is, like, really, really genius at occult teachings. He seemed to be saying the exact same things that Mark Passio was saying, which is how I know he's really good. But he was talking about this other thing called the Merkaba, which at first I couldn't tell what he was talking about. I mean, I didn't listen to all of his videos or anything, but uh, Zoe kind of helped me understand that it's kind of like your light light body and it's like a vehicle that especially once you tune into it uh, with your third eye and, you know, with your mind, it can be used like like the, the alien that Zoe was talking about seeing. I... That was her Merkaba, and I, I had seen her as that being before she even realized that that's what she looked like. And the uh, fourth fourth dimensional, or even fifth dimension, or whatever the, the correct dimension number that is, uh, where you kind of see things with your third eye, but your, your body can shift into different beings. And especially when I use these organites, like depending on which organite I use, these two I have in my pocket... Uh, you can turn into Terminator robots with these. You can turn into tanks. You can have a chariot. Like, I see a big chariot when I go running a lot with these dodecahedrons I make. But, um, and you run faster is is one of the crazy things. Once you really tune into this, and I've heard from Anastasia, or Raw, actually, from the Raw material. Um, this channeled material called uh, The Law of One. Um, he was saying that people are able to travel across universes and uh, galaxies and star systems just by building with their mind uh, a suitable vehicle similar to like a Merkaba, I guess, that could actually travel at those speeds across the physical reality. And I'm already starting to experience that with my own, because I train and I go running a lot. Once I started carrying the dodecahedrons, and uh, using those ones, like, I just ins almost overnight doubled the amount that I was running. And it seemed like I had just infinite, infinity energy compared to not using those ones. But it also, it, like, you create different Merkabas with your mind and different spirit tools. Like, uh, I like to practice, you know, firearms. So while I'm running, I might just pretend like I have an AK-47 and, and, you know, look down a scope. And it's surprising with your third eye, the, the effects that you can see. Like, I'll see a computer terminal and I'll just practice my coding for a second and then I'll play piano. And with the, or with the power of the, the Organite, it really makes it... It's a weird technology that, um, you know, I'm glad they discovered it because uh, it's upgraded me tremendously. And if anyone's wondering how they can protect themselves from the before-mentioned scalar waves, it's a wonderful technology for that, protecting against radiation, helping plants grow better. 
Yeah, honestly, we're in kind of a, an energy vortex at my house over here. Just the amount of organite and the different kinds that I have with the different metals. It's kind of like you're in a if a protected bubble that's like almost like a, some kind of tank or something. Like deep under the earth kind of, but just the amount of metal between us, like, like separated out you know, powerful that creates this field that you get into the middle of it. And now the ta the cell phone tower, which is right over there by mama jeans, it's like, it's a mile away or something. You don't even feel it. Um, yeah, I always see an octahedron when I pull up an octahedron, huh? Wow. So there's a py pyramid that goes up on top and a pyramid reversal and mirrored one that goes kind of like a Merkaba or a, 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 what do they call that? A star of David. Thing. Star tetrahedron. Star tetrahedron. Yeah. Is that what you're like? What did you say? I, uh, what did you just call it? Octahedron. Octahedron. That's cool. Yeah. This this guy that I buy molds from, Phi Molds on Etsy, P H I, he's coming out with a lot of weird new shapes like icosahedrons, and he might even have an octahedron now. I, I it's been a while since I bought molds, but he's really fabulous. If nice. if you guys want to get into making organite. As basic safety, since I'm going to say that, uh, make sure you do it outside with a, a gas mask if you're going to be using the fiberglass resin because uh, it, it'll give you fucking all kind of problems. Yeah, be practical with chemicals. Yeah, uh, we got a new, a new visitor. So um, we're doing a podcast right now. You're welcome to join on the podcast if you want, or we can just end it at any time. It's... <laughs> whatever we're having a bunch of interesting conversations i'm sure our yeah. interesting conversations will go on all night and um really the more frequently we do this the better like with the network marketing uh i just went on this rampage for about 10 years studying how to attract girls right and they got so good at it that they they eventually realized that you have to use your your t they would call it an instagram funnel and like you get on Twitter and Instagram and if you market yourself correctly, you know, showing by by showing that you're a good, you know, partner for women and that women enjoy being around you is basically, you know, just go out in public and start filming yourself with like four or five attractive girls. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, just people are DMing you and they're like, hey, you want to hang out? And then so there's like you, to to build these kind of. In the modern day, to build up successful things, whether it's business or a new tribe, like I'm going to be doing using this. That's why I'm on library. Part of the reason, I mean, not just to get girls, because I, I mean, I don't need that anymore. In case you were wondering, and I teach, I, t I teach people on my show how to how to not need girls, because that's one of the most important pickup artist lessons. If if you show like the tiniest amount of neediness, it's like for the proportion of neediness you show, that's how turned off they are. If not, if not exponentially more. <laughs> Too bad that's a program. I mean, but the neediness program it can be overcome. I, I finally figured out how to do it. It only took t ten years of studying pickup and stuff, <laughs> and then and then and then thirty peyote ceremonies. See, <laughs> not just not just watching YouTube videos. I had to go through thirty peyote ceremonies and uh, countless ayahuasca trips. But eventually, I I came to my again the Merkaba, my own female Merkaba that I can just play around with all I want, and I just never fucking even. Don't even need to touch myself physically or anything. Just I mean, or an external girl, for that matter. I mean, that's fun too. But I'm kind of enough fun on my own, really. So, 
And you changed your DNA and aligned yourself and healed your masculine and feminine. Yep, totally. Left brain, left brain, right brain, kind of like healed that divide. If you, if that's even a valid model, I mean, what do you think about the left, right brain traditional model of the right brain being feminine and creative? Like, do you think that's like literally the case? Because I, I didn't do enough like research as as far as neurophysiology to even think, verify that myself. I think they they interface but it's not like my example would be like we have colors that represent the or, or the chakras and then we have colors in the aura that we can like diagnose but the colors on the aura don't match the colors of the sh- chakra those characteristics per se if you, if you know what i mean so I, I can say like feminine energy can be accessed on both the left and right hemispheres. Yeah, like that's depend- what I was depending on the approach of what. Like maybe taking. that's like an oversimplified model, and it's almost more like an allegory. Like, it, like there's a male brain and a female brain, and you might as well just call it left and right. But it's not necessarily like your left actual brain is is only male, and and it doesn't ever do anything creative. It's, right. I guess I, I, I kind of already knew the answer to that. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so I got another friend on library since since we got a big library following now. Um, his, his screen name on there is Jason Says Stuff, and I've already sent him like some some tip and <laughs> tips and support money because one thing you can do with library you can support your friends and make them like more popular. So you know, since I'm like a master pickup artist now, because I found the hot, the world's hottest girl, which is kind of like me. I mean, not to be arrogant or anything, but I am a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, uh, I got my friend Jason on there because you know we we kind of need a big tribe full of hot girls and boys too, so that the girls don't get bored. Yeah. You know, if we're gonna, and there's no reason we can't have that because you do have a choice in life, and you can have freedom. You can have attractive girls if that's what you want. You know, you just sometimes you just got to want it bad enough to attract that. I don't know why I keep talking about it. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point of that was that Jason is now on library. So, you know, if you happen to be a really attractive girl and you need a boyfriend, you know, and you happen to be either willing to move to Springfield or already in Springfield or just the general Missouri area, um, you know, Jason might just be your man. So I think that's a good way to introduce uh, Jason. Check out his poetry on library. Jason says stuff. And tell us about whatever you want. I say stuff. Um, it's, uh, yeah, no, library is awesome. But, yeah, I just basically express whatever's going on inside and if, anyone can relate or take value away from it then awesome if not maybe it'll be entertaining for a minute or two of your time um either way thank you for listening and yeah i love that's that's my my mode of expression it seems like yeah poetry just flows naturally so do you have one you've been uh working with no, I actually, I don't memorize any of them. Okay. Um, I, I don't even know a line from a single one, <laughs> which maybe that'll change. But, um, yeah, no, it. they just, when I'm inspired, it happens. Yeah. And some days I'll write, I'll write five or six, but it might be like a week bef- in between writing. Mm. 
Yeah. So it, I poetry is what everyone else labeled it. So I just am going with it. Okay. It's just like what's going on in my heart and in my head. The yeah expression. It's yeah. My words are the trying to like convey how I feel and what I'm thinking and it's your light language. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Totally. So yeah, I think what inspires me a lot is music. So I that my intention is to is to get better with words, to be more accurate with words, and then apply them to music as well. Yeah, very cool. So, yeah, so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've um I've done a little bit of projects. Um, I used to do a lot of audio engineering. Um, so what I've what I'm trying to bring into now is like kind of creating. I showed Zoe and Nathan a little bit of what I've been working on is just like bringing in a from the other side this atmospheric kind of feel that really like brings people into a spiritual and like really causal universe effect like um, really crown oriented and mm, yeah when I was listening to your um, song I, I definitely felt it in my crown um, mm. and it just made me feel like lighter and happier um, yeah so amazing song <laughs> thanks yeah it's really it's based off of um just organic waveforms that i modulate in a computer and um a little bit of guitar work that's I mean, sometimes edited sometimes just like expression um but i did it with the intention of doing like kind of asmr shamanic um journeys with that as a background um so I, you can get like that theta activation with uh, the actual frequencies that are going on and the, the rhythms that are helping with that trance state and then really guide it in a way that you're going to lead people into um, getting getting to the places where they can really make the changes they want or get the, um, the messages that they want to receive. So, so yeah, I mean... <laughs> similar like opening opening up, up portals for um you know from the other side using sound and language yeah i totally get that that's awesome and exciting and yeah i, I think music uh, for me it's like one of the most inst- it's like instantaneous inspiration and whether it's music that inspires love or fear or it, it just like it something comes up almost immediately whenever i f- hear and feel music like and to have something like that where even experiencing that while also experiencing like ceremony like it's like that it's a guide that allows the noises in in my head to just like they're like wait what's what's that and then it it like redirects the flow it redirects the inspiration and it can completely change if i'm in a state of fear it's like in an instant i can be in love and that is like yeah gets me all worked up and excited so that's awesome thank you for pursuing that and creating that and sharing that Yeah, like kind of what you said, what you're talking about with the inspiration, how it like comes and goes and like what we're talking about with like kind of being addicted to 
red pilling people. It's like everyone has everyone has like a different medicine, you know. And I would definitely say like my red pill is like inspiring, you know. It's like because even with myself, I've noticed like that inspiration is there, and you have that fire, and it's like really easy to just like go in and like get it going, and like it, right. it just feels on. It's sparking it, right? It's, but yeah. unfortunately, we can't have that all the time. It just that doesn't happen. You know, so it's like it's tribe's job to like have a dynamic where we can like lift each other up with that fire, you know, and it becomes like reciprocal, yeah. you know, um, absolutely, because, you know, we all have these unique gifts that we're bringing into this time. And it's like it's kind of like, you know, time, time isn't as linear as we want to perceive it. So I want to say it's kind of like before we incarnated here but right now at the same time we're like observing this situation happening on earth and we all decide to come down and like with these roles you know that right. we like have an idea how we're gonna going to play and end up having to improvise along the way and that's what we're doing right now yeah you know? like, yeah just yeah improvisation and like tuning in tapping in um to that creative source flow like energy flow energy <laughs> like um, it's amazing yeah like um i was thinking about this really deep question um on ayahuasca the other night and i was like really wondering if i like chose to be there and and i was wanting to be shown like the place i i was kind of you know more the more specific the better um if you can get a question that you really want to tune in to maybe like some people will call it the akashic records i guess um but i just wanted to know you know where i came from or like where was i you know that in between state before i was in this body like and i was conscious and did i choose um and i saw this everything was very it almost looked like um the was it Leonardo da Vinci with the drawings of like the baby he would draw like anatomy and stuff and like um he has this drawing and it's kind of like yellow tinted like kind of on older it's an old drawing um and I saw all these babies curled up um floating like in just space and they were kind of and I was like okay (laughs) it's like so that's so that's when um and then in that space space time it's like where the souls like choose to incarnate and I was kind of told that like you know yeah you chose this like um but I was just wondering I was like because I don't I don't remember like but they brought me like what um psychedelics do oftentimes is like you know our whole life we're just like remembering where we came from um like we're not necessarily learning anything new we're like remembering but it's new to us in our new body like our mind like our you know but then if you can really go into like a deep kind of transcendental state where you're just I mean there's just like infinite dimensions um and if you can get like some people I think they just need help developing their imaginations a little bit um because 
there's other things you can do like you don't just have to do you know like acid or like because so, some people I think are a little timid maybe to try um peyote or you know some of these other um you know plant medicines but another like a supplement I like to take um for instance um some a lot of people know it as 5-HTP but it's um if you get the actual amino acid, um, the precursor, which is just the amino acid L-tryptophan, um, you can really work on, it's kind of like a structuring amino acid in the brain, and it'll um, kind of help you to have more vivid dreams um, and really help with like um, astral, kind of like can help you navigate, you know, that realm um, and help you help give structure to your like avatars and to your Merkabas, like your vehicles. Like I tuned into this, like um, I actually drew it, um, this picture and it was just, um, it was like a really kind of thin um, aerodynamic um, triangle UFO. And it channeled through me um, and I drew it and I just realized I was like, you know, Maybe some people resonate more with just having, like, one, you know, astral body, but I tend to resonate, like, with just whatever astral body I may feel like or whatever speaks to me, not speaks to me, but shows itself to me. Um, yeah, kind of getting off on a tangent here, but um, the, yeah, the the mind, the magic, the imagination, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. One thing uh, I wanted to bring up when you were talking about the 5-HTP and, and taking the precursor, um, I wanted to kind of touch base on the scientific aspects of why it's that much more potent, you oh, know, yeah. especially with gene therapy, it's, it's really important to realize pre precursors to these chemicals that are created by our cells inside, mm -hmm. because a lot of the time, you know, we want to take these like nootropics or uh, biohacking is getting really... Um, popular and people want to take these peptides and stuff that are going to have you know they want to have like steroid effects on the body and right. tell the cells to grow, you know grow muscle longer and yeah. stuff like that and it's we're just scratching the surface but you want to get the precursor to whatever chemical is going to have the effect because you want your cells to produce the actual chemical that's going to have the effect itself yes. so getting the precursor what it does is it goes in and the nucleus um, takes the DNA that the precursor is activating, cuts it down, and then it f goes through the what's called the um, um, what is it? I'm looking at a picture of a cell, and I can see what it looks like, but I can't think of the name of it. Um, the ganglia stuff. So it goes through, and then that starts reading the coding of the amino acids, and da da da. Computer, I'm a cell. Da 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 da. Okay, that's my that's my program now, and then I'm going to create this whatever peptide or whatever and it's going to have this signal on it so like it's really important to get get it the precursor to whatever the effects you have and it's really important to get it from a source that is that knows how to purify it because a lot of the times the stuff is grown in bacteria or viruses and it's going to have pieces of those dna in it if it's not purified right which just means that your body is going to activate antibodies instead of create the chemicals that you want to create so where you go Throw some money his way, y'all. <laughs> gonna build you some great supplements to turn you into a superhuman. Yeah. You know, one of the keys to uh, to get getting the cells to express like he's describing 
is just give yourself permission in your mind to have uh, the body or the life that you want and um, even run simulations of your mind uh, you know for whatever skill it is that you want to pick up or you know all different simulations like I, I Absolutely. Like, here's an interesting one. Here's an interesting one. Um, I sometimes run simulations of what I would do in a situation where a person were to, like, randomly pull a gun on me or something, you know? Things like that. Like, you to get good at martial arts or, you know, even saving the world. You could visualize yourself as being, like, Superman and then, you know, just, just – and then go after the actual bad guys, you know, the Federal Reserve. <laughs> go after the Federal Reserve and, like, ca- carry them over to some – prison of their own making you know like that'd be the appropriate place for them <laughs> it can actually it can be like the movie the matrix i know kung fu yeah like it can be like it, that. just like, like that like run yeah. do all the kung fu moves in your head in five seconds if you take enough psychedelics <laughs> that that will happen i'm not even saying it, it can happen i know i know from firsthand experience take enough psychedelics and then go running with organite that i make <laughs> And you'll be like, you'll have like just mastered all kind of different things. Like just by, they've even done studies on this to say that you can just, you know, lift weights in your head and that's almost as fucking good as doing it in person. I mean, it's hard to believe, but there's studies that say that. It's hard to believe. (laughs) But the reality is that if you had 300 people in a room and you all really, really started concentrating on... The belief that the room was on fire, it would actually catch on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, one time I did have the first time that I did ruin acacia, actually. The first time. <laughs> the first time I did ruin acacia, uh, I, I felt like the universe was just going to spontaneously com- combust. Mm. Like, I felt like starting with, with me, I just somehow by swallowing. Reunication. I only did a half teaspoon of each. Uh, I started tripping harder than I'd ever tripped, really. And, like, I was seeing smiley faces on my keyboard. I was playing piano (laughs) over there, and I just was like, oh, the keys are smiling at me. Even the air has smiley faces in it. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. I I didn't even know what to do. I kept walking back and forth between my um, piano and the drum, and and then I was like, uh, the, the drum's not doing it, so I just had to lay on the couch. And then I heard something tell me it was like, "Whatever you do, don't resist." <laughs> it was just, just accept this, and you'll be fine. And so I was like, "Oh, okay," because I started hearing noises in my ears, like my ears were popping, right, mm-hmm. like an electric static charge, and it started to feel like the entire house was going to just catch on fire, and I had just exploded the entire universe, and now I was going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Uh, I started, one of the things that was teaching me that night was that life follows the patterns that your mind thinks. So it kept asking me questions. I would go down a thought pattern and, you know, think about somebody that we know that, you know, had, had issues in the past with being a dark person, you know, and, uh, I was thinking about him, and then I heard the, the ayahuasca or the acacia and Rue talking to me, and it was like, "What do you want that person to be? Like, you know, it's your life. What do you? What do you? How do you want them to be?" And I was like, "Well, I kind of want them to just heal and be a good person." So I was like, "Well, just think those thoughts, and then, you know, it'll it would be better chance that it would happen. You know, maybe 
Maybe not 100%, but maybe so, for all I know. I've been reading this book, Reality Transurfing, that I have right here. It's got a really awesome cover on it. Might as well just show it because it's give people an idea. But this has helped me so much with my subconscious more than any other book. It was like it was written specifically for me. Yeah, and uh, the shadow might be – oh, no, it's probably better. Reality Transurfing by Vadim Zeeland. I got uh, her parents to read it, and they, they benefited tremendously from it. But kind of teaches you, and it's very appropriate for, you know, psychonauts and space cadets because uh, you're going to be going through realities very, very quickly. If you're trying to, if you're trying to match, you know, what I've done, um, you know, with the New Haven and Native American church, or if you just live in the fucking jungle, you know, that would be a good approach. Just go move to the fucking jungle and then go eat mushrooms or something. If, and if there's something blocking you from doing that, you know, like a totalitarian police state, then what should you do? You should take care of the totalitarian police state and then go and move to the jungle or just fly a UFO over. Don't, don't think you can skip that step because that's a very important step if we're going to have success in life. You know, there, there can't be this artificial border with all these armed, you know, machine gun carrying like psychopaths just preventing us from just going over and getting uh, ayahuasca like a normal person, you know. Like, maybe we should take care of that problem and then we'll figure out, you know, build our own UFO and then we can fly over it. That'd be a good example of taking care of a problem like that, you know? I'm sure, totally. I'm sure it's your life. I'm sure you, I'm sure you got it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, some people aren't afraid to just drop all their shit or maybe they don't have that much shit and just move to a different country i've never i've never actually permanently moved to a different country and you know i've got a nice collection of shit um and i would rather not have to just give all that up and again what's stopping what's stopping that reality a totalitarian police state so maybe i should get on library and then start talking about how evil totalitarian police states are and then and then Oh, just like the the Battle of Jericho or the Walls of Jericho in the Bible, which I mentioned on my show last night. If I just say, repeat that magic spell for long enough, mm-hmm. just me doing it, you know, probably the whole thing will come down. Like Mark Passio has kind of showed me how powerful one person's voice can be and powerful enough to create like a, or a international attraction where people are just flying in just to hang out with you for one weekend you know i did that three times like just with your voice alone and projecting it through you know these kind of instruments i guess i mean alone with without this technology you could still work wonders easily like there's no reason not to use that so just yeah take our example if you need a good example i mean there's plenty of other good examples david ike's David Icke, he came out with this awesome video uh, on, it's on, what is it, Amazon? Amazon Prime video or something? David Icke came out with this new movie, just fabulous. If you got a deep program like your parents, she's she made her parents, what, my parents are so, like, they're so weird that they, I, I think I would literally have to just go to their house and then tell them and make them watch that movie, you know? Maybe that wouldn't even work. So the spells I've been casting on them are working, but uh, 
you know, it's just um, it's part of reality transurfing is realizing that you have to accept the divine nature of other beings and to make their own choices and that you know it doesn't necessarily have to go exactly the way that you imagine it initially that it would go like just the fact that you're vibrating a a truth frequency means under natural law that something good is going to happen you know whether or not it's it's you don't even have to know ahead of time exactly how it goes because that's kind of you would you even want to like would that even help at all? Like that would kind of ruin the surprise. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there seems to be a lot of movement, and at least taking down um, parts of the structure, deep state, totalitarianism, and the the stuff with the bringing the adrenochrome facilities to light and taking the pedophile rings out like this is the that's the great i did not hear about adrenochrome facilities like is this like what i imagine it to be which is a big prison full of like victims that they're harvesting adrenaline glands or is it like a lab lab children children yeah okay well maybe i have heard about it i just i never heard someone refer to it as an adrenaline factory correct right yeah china lake they raided, I'm not sure how long ago, Special Forces raided at China Lake as a U.S. military naval base in the desert. Well, that's a good sign that, you know, things like that are happening. I think that yeah. just setting those people free alone mm-hmm. will, again, resonate out. And then, you know, something really good probably is going to come out of that. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they busted a semi-truck that was full of trillions of dollars of it in Canada a couple of weeks Adrena ago. Chrome. Yeah. Dude, we just watched this movie. It was called uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. And at the end, um, the Hunter S. Thompson character, you know, Johnny Depp, gets so fucking high <laughs> because he takes adrenochrome. And yeah. th- it was funny because the guy, whatever his name was, uh, the the um, Mexican kind of looking uh, Filipino or whatever, mm-hmm. the, his co-creator in the movie, um, his partner in crime, they... The guy was like, yeah, I got this from some Satanist freak. And he was, like, just talking about how he, you know, got it from somebody who's into, like, pedophilia. And I was like, wow, that Mm -hmm. movie came out in the 70s. I mean, this is, like, that's a perfect example of these entities. They have to tell us who they are. And this that's how they do it through, I mean, very subtly through Hollywood. Hollywood is the new Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Like, it is... Like, the program is like that's their vibration. Yeah. So if you if you're tired of that vibration, then you have to become the dominant vibration, more powerful than they are. That's the only way to make it end. You yeah. can't make it end by ignoring it, <clears throat> running away from it. Like I decided that the new Star Wars is going to be the last time I pay to see a movie in theaters or that I pay for any I give Hollywood any money at all. Well, I hope right. you learn how to use the force. I mean, I'm, I guess you already know how. But <laughs> I'm I'd like to, personally, I would like to see some levitating objects, including my body. That would be a good start. Yeah, we, you can get there. Yeah, I know we can. Yeah. Other people have gotten there. Absolutely. And whether or not you see those people on Fox News, or <laughs> 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 even you know, we won't see them on CNN either. <laughs> you might be lucky if you see them on Google search or even YouTube yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah at YouTube, this point. Recently, YouTube removed like a hundred or two hundred cryptocurrency channels. I'm sure. Isn't that just uh, just asinine? Like, <laughs> like you fucking 
evil motherfuckers trying to make it so that I can't even make money in the modern age. <laughs> YouTube. The, is, is it the vice president of YouTube and the vice president of Google? Or is it Facebook and Google that's creating that AI? Oh, it's probably both of them. I don't, I don't know them by name per se. But it's um, both the vice presidents of one of the monopolies. Yeah. Or two of the monopolies. Yeah. They got to go, man. When you're but vice president. This is, see, what has created, what, what the human race has spawned is like literally off of Star Wars. Like, that's, that's the reality now. So which side of the force are you going to be on? Like, which side? yeah. <laughs> do you want to be like, end up like fucking Darth Vader with his skin like so because he runs from the fucking truth and he runs from light yeah. that's why his skin looks like a fucking zombie these are well, age-old archetypes too yep yeah it's an allegory um you know and the way that uh george lucas tells the story of it he's, he's as if it was real you know <laughs> as if <laughs> right it's like did he fly it's a spaceship of, into another universe and like then a videotape that or <laughs> <laughs> They were getting really good with the CGI, like this movie, uh, Mad Max. Oh, man. This Mad Max remake, I was like, damn, how did they even, like, come up with the resources to produce CGI like that? Like, that's years in the making, apparently. Mm -hmm. Like, a big team, a crew of, like, geniuses all working together to create CGI like that. I mean, <laughs> some of these robot, like, Terminator robot-looking cgi simulations i was convinced that it was an actual terminator robot until i saw that it was actually no cgi i was like damn they really got me there all the way to the very end of the movie where i was like that's just too over the top <laughs> you didn't see something like that but they had like basically a person wearing a suit with lights that they could put cgi over and the person was doing all this you know really good uh drills with his uh you know sidearm and people were hitting him with things and doing all this extreme stuff where i was like yeah there's no way this is real because no sane person would be like they had a guy come and put his head in front of the fucking the the sidearm and i was like even <laughs> even if this was a movie that's like i mean i guess if you knew it was you know unloaded then you'd sure. be fine which i guess what happened it was just really convincing <laughs> Yeah, unless you're um, Brandon Lee. And <laughs> Brandon Lee, huh? Yeah. Brandon. The Crow, Bruce Lee's son. He was he was tied up into some occult stuff and fi also fighting gangs. Um, but he was he was an up and coming, very up and coming um, martial artist with that put a lot of. Oh like, yeah, Brandon Lee, the martial art yeah. guy. He put okay. a lot of I've a lot of occult symbolism in his movies, and Is the, that cr right? the crow was the last one, and it was supposed to be a that. blank in the gun, but it was real. And oh, and that's how Brandon Lee died. Was yeah. he related to Bruce Lee? Yeah, it was his son. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yep. I had I had heard of him. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, again, I'm just gonna let, leave leave it up to you guys when you want the podcast to officially end because I'm. I think we got a, a lot of good material. Like, yeah, we got a lot of good material. Like, yeah. Should we call it a night? We do some fucking yoga or something. I'm yeah. probably gonna call it. All right. Well, we'll just end on a positive note. Um, 
There's only two mistakes on the path to truth, not starting and not going all the way. So until next time, thank you, and you've been listening to Nathan's Freedom Zone. Uh, check out uh, Micah Malkizadek and Jason Says Stuff for Poetry and Divine Immortal. Divine Immortal. Uh, look out for those channels. Um, some of them, Micah's channel isn't even up yet, um, but I'm sure it will be soon. So, uh, yeah, keep staying, keep staying tuned in at the very least. And, uh, you know, I have more friends. These aren't my only friends. So we haven't even got Man Found Standing on here yet. Mm-hmm. You know, a whole list. Christine's coming on, you know, a couple weeks. So, yeah, uh, the Midwest and America is not as backwards as you think. It depends on where you look. So, yeah, we're operating out here. And as you can see... I'm so not afraid of government that I'm, like, smoking a bong on camera. I'm just like, ah, ah, I have an AK-47 in my fucking closet, so fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. You can do it, too, guys.